Welcome to Ignite Depot. My name's Apostle Milton Jones. I'm so glad you took the time out to join us today. Man, we're going to have a great time in the Word of God. I'm expecting burdens to be removed and yokes to be destroyed because of the anointing. That's the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of the Most High God. Now, let's go ahead and lean into the Word. Let's lean in this morning. Let's go ahead and lean in this afternoon. Let's go ahead and lean in. Whatever time you're listening to, whatever time you're watching this, let's just go ahead and lean in and let's get ready to receive. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I'm expecting you to speak a word to change my life forever. I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. We're down to we're all on the same page. All ready to get fired up, tanked up, ready to be picked up if necessary. Let's go ahead and get, 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 get at it. Let's get at it. Let's get at it. Let's get at it. Now, I'm going to make this declaration, and then we're going to go ahead. This is your time. This is your season. This is your predestined moment to experience the fullness of God, the goodness of God that leads a man or woman into repentance means you've changed your mind, changed your actions, and turn and return unto the Father. Make the decision to do it now. Don't let me wait till we get to the end. Make a decision say, today, right now, is my acceptable time, is my appointed time, to experience the benefits of God, the blessings of the Lord, a miracle working power in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's wait here. Let's wait. Here. Come on, come on, come on. Lean in. Come on, come on. Say, this is the day, the predestinated moment God had for me. To experience his goodness, his mercy, his grace, and his love. And we receive it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. That's you. That's you. Just reach your hands out. Just, re just reach your hands out and just, just take it in. Just say, I receive that right now. I receive that mercy. I receive that grace. I receive his love. I receive the abundance now in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. This is, this is your day. This is your time. This is your season. Of a new beginning, of a breakthrough that you've been believing for, you've been longing for, you've been desiring. He says, this is your day. This is your moment. Receive it. Say, by faith, I receive it. By faith, I take hold. By faith. Faith, I'm brand new. In Jesus' name, 
Amen, amen, and glory to God. Hallelujah. If that's you, just lift your hands up. Yes, Father, we just want to thank you. Father, we honor you. Father, we praise you. Father, we adore you, and we magnify your name. Thank you for the faith. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the abundance. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, man, that's only the beginning, man. It's about to get tired. It's about to turn up in here, in here, in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Now, we're going to make this declaration, and we're going to jump right into the word. Oh, you just resting in his presence. Just rest in his presence. Just rest in his presence. Healings are taking place today. Spiritual, physical, emotional relational healings right now right now you're being healed you're being restored you're being made whole in his presence in his presence is fullness of joy pleasures forevermore in jesus name we're being turned we're being changed we're being renewed we're being restored we're being healed in his presence now in Jesus name. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our glory. He's worthy of our honor. We're just resting in him, resting in him, resting in him now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, in accordance to Isaiah 61, in accordance to Isaiah 61 and 1, it says this, glory to God. He says, he says, what you've just experienced is tongues with interpretation and prophecy. And what the benefits of it is, in accordance to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, is to edify, exhort, and to encourage. Were you edified? Were you exhorted? Were you encouraged? Man, that's the spirit, that's the Lord manifesting himself to you today that you may know he hasn't forgotten about you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. There's nothing you can do to make him not love you. He demonstrated his love for you when he sent his son Jesus to die just for you. He was he raised again on the third day. Put his blood on the mercy seat and is now seated at the right hand of the father, ever making intercession of praying on for you and for me. God's a good, 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 good father. And we're loved by him. Father, we thank you. We praise and adore you. We magnify your name. Thank you for what it is demonstration manifestations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and power in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And amen. See, our, our whole thing is this. It said in accordance of first uh, Corinthians chapter two says this father, let our preaching and teaching not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but let it be in demonstration of spirit and power that the faith of the people lie not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of of the most high God. 
And that's what he's demonstrated from the very beginning. He says, at the very beginning, I'm he says, he's going to set the stage with miracles, signs, and wonders to let you know that he is God. And besides him, there is none other. There's no other God besides Jehovah God. There's no other God besides Jehovah God. He is the most high God. In Jesus' name. Amen and glory to God. Okay. All right. Now, it doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter how far you fell. It doesn't matter what you're in right now. He says, if you will make the exchange with him, he says, he'll take your mess and turn you into a masterpiece. He'll take that test and give you a testimony. He says, you're never too far away that he can't reach you. And restore you, turn you around, cleanse you by the blood of Jesus, and treat you as if you never, ever sinned. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter who you're with. It doesn't matter what state of mind that you're in. All you have to do is make a decision. You know what? Today is my day of new beginnings. Today is my day of a fresh start. Today is my day that I'm going to release my life unto him. Allow him to turn it around. He wants to turn it around for you and for me. He's willing to turn it around. All you have to do is make a decision to receive the gift that's being made available to you. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just for you. Just for me. He did it just for you just for me he sent his son jesus just for you just for me he sent me here today to start this message off with this this presence his presence that you may be in his presence to receive your miracle today today's your day mark it on a calendar today is your in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and glory be to God. Hallelujah. We're going to go ahead and jump into the Word of God today. Glory to God. I know you're already primed and ready in Jesus' name. Let's go ahead and jump in according to Isaiah 61. And one, it says this, that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and open the prison to them are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all who mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall build the old ways, and they shall raise the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise. We covenant with you, Father God, and thank you for the miracle signs and wonders that you've already manifested today. Father, in the name of Jesus, have your way. Move up and down each and every highway. Touch each and every person. Touch each and every person listening to this by way of YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or the podcast. Father, let their lives forever be changed. 
Let their minds forever be renewed by your word. And let their hearts be forever open to your word. Ears attentive to your word. Eyes open to see and to receive the engrafted word that will ultimately change their lives forever. Father, I thank you for the manifestation, visitation, demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power. Continue to have your way. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen, amen, and glory to God. Well, good evening again, and welcome to Ignite Depot. My name is Apostle Milton Jones. I'm so glad that you took the time out to, to, to join us today. Man, if you missed the first part of this message, you want to go back and watch it again, listen to it again, and receive your new beginning, to receive your fresh start, to receive your healing, and to receive total restoration in the name of Jesus. Now we're going to make this declaration. And when we make this declaration, then we're going to jump right back into the word. It says this, it says, this is my Bible. The Bible is the truth. The Bible is God speaking to me. It tells me how I should think. It tells me what I should believe. And it tells me how I should walk. The word of God is is the most important thing say that again with me the word of god is the most important thing in life why is it the most important thing because it says this it says this in romans chapter 10 verse 8 it says this it says what is it it says what does it says the word god's word is near you where is it it's in your mouth and it's in your heart it's the word of faith which we preach why does the word of god have to be in your heart and the word has to be in your mouth because faith in accordance to romans chapter 10 verse 17 faith true persuasion true assurance true dependence and reliance on god comes by hearing and comes by hearing the word of god see you can hear and then you have to hear again it's a continual thing you hear it and then you have to hear it and then you have to hear it and then over the course of it what does it bring about total assurance total dependency total reliance on god that principle of faith works regardless of of what you're trying to have faith in if you want to have faith in the world system all you have to do is hear hear the faith in the world system comes by hearing and by hearing the world's systems principles. And what happens is you begin to have total assurance, total reliance, total dependence on the world system. And it the same principle when it comes to having faith in the things of God is the same principle that the adversary uses in order for you to be tainted and twisted up with the world's way of doing things to the point that one minute you're doing it God's way, the next minute you're doing it the world's way. And that's what's known as mingled seeds and blended. And what's going to happen? You will end up with a crop failure. Why? Is it God's desire for you to have a crop failure? Absolutely not. But he cannot go against your will. 
God can't go against your will. It will be illegal for him to do that. God gave you a free choice. He's given you every opportunity, every resource. He's given you his word. He's given you his son, Jesus. He's given you pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, and teachers. He's given you other members in the body of Christ. He's given you the Holy Spirit. And all of them have the same, are supposed to have the same agenda is to help you grow you up in the things of God according to his word so you as a believer can go out and do works of service to help grow or increase the body of Christ and come to unity in the faith what's the faith the faith of, uh, about his son Jesus Christ Catholic is not a faith it's a denomination Methodist is not a faith it's a denomination Pentecostal is not a faith it's a denomination. Faith is total assurance, total reliance, total dependency in the things of God. Do you Are you seeing the difference? When somebody says, what is your faith? My faith is in the word of God. No, 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 no. I mean, are you a Catholic? Are you? No, 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 no. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I am a citizen in the kingdom of God. That's who I am. In fact, I'm an ambassador of the kingdom of God. What does an ambassador do? An ambassador represents the country or nation from which they came. An ambassador is one who, who, who represents the, the kingdom or represents the government who sent him into the land where that person is at the is appointed time. That's who I am. I am an ambassador of Christ. I am an ambassador of the kingdom of God. And what do we do? We represent the kingdom of God's way of doing things in the pulpit, outside the pulpit, in the house, outside the house, in the community, outside the community. It never changes. Everywhere we go, we have an obligation as believers and followers of our Lord Jesus Christ to represent the kingdom of God and God's way of doing things. The only way you're going to be able to do that is begin to build up your faith by having your mind totally renewed, totally converted and changed through the renewing of your mind by the word of God so that you can prove for yourself what is God's good, acceptable and perfect will. See, the only way you're going to prove what is God's good, acceptable and perfect will for any situation and any circumstance that you're dealing with is you have to have your mind changed or renewed by the word of God. It can't be from a self-help book. It can't be through some positive thinking because if you're positively thinking only about things that are on this on this earth, then guess what? You have already put a cap of how high you're going to be able to think, a cap on how far you're going to be able to go. But when you begin to renew your mind by the word of God, when you begin to hear the word and then you hear it until you're, you become fully persuaded, you are fully assurance, you're fully dependent upon the things of God to the point where you're actually being a doer and not a hearer only. Unfortunately, there's too many people who hear it, but they never get around to doing it. That's what this whole year has been about. 2022 has been a year of correction, direction, protection, and perfection. Correction means to, to raise you up to a standard of truth, to raise your way of thinking, to raise your way of living, to raise your standard of uh, believing 
back up to what the word of God has to say. And when it raises your standard back up to the way things are to be, are to be then what's it going to do? It's going to give you direction. And what's that direction going to do? It's going to aim you in the way you should go. Sometimes, you know, hey, not not by on purpose and sometimes just out of pure ignorance, meaning ignorance means not knowing. Just by not knowing, we have begun to go in a way that we're not supposed to go. And when we hear the word of God, like we're hearing it right now, it's supposed to re- help us to renew our minds so we can understand what is God's good and perfect will for our lives so we can hear it begin to be fully persuaded in insurance and then churn and change our direction in the way that we should go. What is the ultimate goal for the correction and direction is to bring about protection. It says that one of the, one of the, um, uh, pieces of the arm, whole armor of God is the shield of faith. The shield of faith quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked. So when the adversary shoot in thoughts, to you that try to exalt themselves against the, what the word of God has to say or tries to shoot you ways that's, that go counteractive to the ways of God, then you have your shield of faith. Like, nope, uh-uh, because the word of God says this. And so I'm going to put up my shield of faith that's going to block that Earl that's trying to come in and it's going to quench it and I'm going to replace that that thought that the adversary is trying to give me with what does the word of God say according to the kingdom of God. Do y'all see how all this works? And see, when you get the correction and you you make the adjustments and you get the right direction that brings about protection, it ultimately will lead you to this point. It will lead you to the point of perfection. Perfection means to be whole, means to be complete, means to lack no good thing. Now, Last week we was talking about how the you've been had and how the adversary is looking to divide and to conquer. But you got to understand when you're and we've been talking this whole series is about uncovering the the hidden strategies of the adversary. Now I want you to understand when you are in a battle, your battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against Bobby. It's not against Susie. It's not against Mary. How do you know? Ephesians chapter six says this according in verse 11, according to the new, new King James version says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the trickeries or the schemes or the strategies of the devil. The devil is your adversary. He is your enemy. His whole MO is to bring accusations against you, to slander you, to lie to you, to accuse you, to accuse you to others, to accuse others to you, to accuse God to you, to accuse you to God. His whole thing is to put you on such a a defense that you never can go on the offense. It says, again, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we do have our warfare is with principalities is one level of demon. Uh, uh, principalities against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and, and high pa- places. And it says, and it says, these, he says, this is where the battle is. So when you're dealing with individuals, there is a f- spirit 
or there is a stronghold or a fortified pattern of thinking that that person is yielding themselves to, and that's what's causing them to come against you. In many cases, they don't even realize that they're being used by the adversary. Can I give you a newsflash? Even you, with your sanctified self, at some point in time, the adversary can use you if you yield yourself to his to his suggestions or shield himself yourself to his thoughts it says but what do we do it says this but therefore we are as members of the body of christ as members of the citizens of the kingdom of god as followers of jesus we are to take on the whole arm of god that we may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand we stand which means that even when the adversary is shooting those fiery darts at us trying to get us to go against God's way trying to get us to exert our theory our actions and thoughts against what the word of God says trying to get us to go a direction that goes against what God's word says we are going to stand because we have on the whole armor of God and we got up our shield of faith and then we have our sword of the spirit which is the word of God that's why it's so important to renew your mind by the word so when the adversary is coming with shooting his arrows of of lies accusations and condemnation in you and you block it by the sword by the uh shield of faith but you have the hope the sword which is the word of god and you begin to swing that sword when you start letting that word come out of your mouth see your tongue is like a like a is a is a fine-tuned weapon and when you begin to fire the word of god out of your mouth it's like you firing a 12 gauge no devil the word of god said the word of God says I'm healed. The word of God says I'm free. The word of God says I'm delivered. The word of God that says he supplied all my needs. The word of God says, you see what I'm saying? Every time you say the word of God says, you're going pow. The word, the word of God says pow. The word of God says. So when he's shooting his arrows and you loading and you're firing. Because you got the word on the inside of you and you're shooting the word out of your mouth and those words are flying like bullets. And guess what? Just like David, when he was speaking to uh, Goliath and Goliath was running at David and David, he was running towards Goliath because he knew he had the most high God on his side. And he said, I, you come at me. He says, but I come at you in the name of the Lord. And he came at him with the name of the Lord. And he he. Started swinging out a slingshot, and he let that bad boy fly. And when that rock came flying out, it hit him square dead in his forehead, and he dropped like a bad habit. And when he dropped, guess what David did? He did exactly what he told him. He goes, so he says, I'm going to kill you. He says, then I'm going to cut your head off. And the, the adversary, Goliath, laughed at it, but he wasn't laughing when he hit that ground. And David took the adversary's sword. The very thing that the adversary was trying to use against David was the very thing that David used to cut his head off. So what am I telling you? The reason why you got to get the word in your mouth and you, the reason why you got to let your faith be, be built up by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Hearing it through preaching, hearing it through re you reading the word out loud is because every time you begin to hear the word, you, what you're doing is you're arming yourself. You're loading up your weapon so that when trials, tri situations tri and tribulations come, you're already locked and loaded. So when the adversary says something that doesn't line up with the word,
word or when Bobby says something that goes against what it is you believe or when your TV begins to tell you that you're going to have COVID and when you said no I will never have that in my household because the word of God says by Jesus stripes I'm healed the word of God says in Psalms 91 that a thousand will fall at my side 10,000 at my right hand but it will not come near me when you begin to lock and load when the adversary is trying to come at you and then you you're pulling the trigger every time you open your mouth you're pulling the trigger in Jesus name now we talked about last week not only is he trying to divide and conquer you but we talked about how Jesus had forewarned us that all these things was going to happen in Matthew chapter 24 verse 4 Jesus is answering his disciples asked them a question when is the what is the indicator of you coming back what are the signs that this whole age is wrapping up and the first thing that Jesus said is don't let anybody mislead you or cause you to go into error it didn't say that they could it just says you don't allow them to which means some people are going to try and allow and lead you into error that's why we're saying your mind has to be renewed by the word of god so you will know what is god's or the kingdom's good acceptable and perfect will concerning whatever situation and circumstance you're coming up against. Jesus said, don't let nobody deceive you. Don't let them lead you in error. He says, because I'm going to tell you before it even happens. He says, nation is going to rise against nation. He says, kingdom is going to come against kingdom. And there's going to be famines. There's going to be earthquakes in place after place. And he says, but this is only the birth pains. He says, but of the, of the and he says, he says, he says, and then what's going to happen he says that people are going to hand you over. People are going to be handing you over and, and you're going to suffer afflictions, which which we're going to talk about that. And you're going to go through tribulations and, and, and you're going to be, you know, some of you are even going to be put to death because people all over the world are dying because of their faith. He says, but then he says, he says, and then you will be hated or persecuted by all nations. He says for Jesus name sake not because they hate you but they hate the one who you rolling with but he says this he says and what's going to happen to many of the people it didn't say everybody but for many people because they're being persecuted because of the afflictions because of the tribulation it says they're going to become offended they're going to become offended they're going to repel against they're going to begin to distrust and desert the very one whom they should trust and rely on who is that jesus see the, the world is going to come against you because you believe in jesus and the whole thing is to get you to to bring about enough tribulations uh, afflictions persecutions against you to the point where you will become uh offended you will become uh, uh, you will repel against him. You will desert him and you will distrust him. And the very one that you should follow and what else is going to happen as a result of you allowing yourself to be offended. It says, and you will stumble and you will fall away and you will betray one another and you will pursue one another with hatred. Now the world, the adversary use others remember he can't get has no expression in the earth 
unless he uses somebody else to do it. He needs a physical body to have expression in the earth. So what is he going to do? He will have someone else come against you because you believe in Jesus. And because you say you believe in Jesus, they'll begin to persecute you, talk about you, come against you, speak all nasty kind of things about you. You'll have tribulation or troubles and you will have, you will go through afflictions and problem after problem. And the whole objective is to get you to become offended. And once you become offended, you will stumble because now you're in trap. You're in a snare and you don't even realize it. And because you're trapped, you will begin to fall away or turn away from the very one that you should be trusted in. And you will be willing to betray and you will be willing to hate and you will begin to pursue one another because of your own offense. The adversary's ultimate goal is to divide you and to conquer you, to bring division, division meaning two visions. God has one vision. You was rolling with Jesus and then you got offended and then you took on another vision. You begin to see the same situation, but you begin to see the same situation a totally different way. And you turned and went away from him. Now, how do you know this is how he does? Well, in a, in a, in a parable of the sower, uh, the sower sowing the seed, it talks about this in Matthew chapter uh, 13, verse number 20. It's talking about this one type of seed. When, when you hear the word. As a, as, a, as a pastor, as an apostle, when I speak the word, I know I'm speaking to four different types of hearers. The first kind of hearer will hear it and just blow me off. The second type of hearer will hear it. They will receive it. But if they don't put any roots or, 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 or begin to hear it and, be, and begin to hear it and put a plan together on how they're going to do it, they will hear it as soon as persecution and affliction come. They will get offended at what it is they heard, and then they will walk away from it. But then there's a third type of here. The third type of here is the one who is inherited. They went through the persecution and affliction, but then all these cares and all these deception of riches and, and lust of other things, all these other little trinkets become to try to take away their attention, all these other distractions, and they allow those things to choke out what the word has said, and they begin to fall away. But then there's that fourth, that fourth one heard it. That first, fourth one received it. That that fourth one believed it. That for, that fourth one began to say it. That fourth one began to act out on it. And when the persecutions and afflictions came and the distraction came, they were steadfast on that word. They didn't allow themselves to be moved. No matter what the adversary tried to offer them, no matter what can't try to come against them, no matter what people said, they stay steadfast. He says this in Matthew chapter twenty verse. Uh, Matthew chapter 13 verse 20 says this I'm reading from the Amplified says and as for what's sown on thin rocky soil this is the one who hears the word and at once welcomes it and accepts it with joy so that that one that's my word and then what happens is yet it has no real root in him they haven't spent any time with it. They heard it on Sunday morning. They didn't give it any more attention the rest of the week. No more attention to the rest of the day. And what happened? It was it was a temporary, inconstant. It lasts but a little while. And when afflictions or trouble or persecution comes on account of the word, it did not say if it was going to come. It says as soon as the word comes, then affliction and persecution is going to come. Why is it going to come? On account 
of the word. The word is a seed. If you plant a seed into soil and you begin to water it and you begin to nurture it and you begin to keep all the weeds away from it, then you're going to get a harvest. But if you sow a seed, but you don't water it and you don't nurture it, what's, what do you think is going to happen? That ground will become hard. And, and when stuff comes and, and birds try to come pick it up or some insect tries to scratch it because you didn't put it down that deep and it's going to come and eat your seed you are not going to get a harvest is it because it was not god's desire is there anything wrong with the seed no is there anything that 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 god will hell from you no all the potential for what it is you believe for is in that seed but if you don't let it take root in your heart because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is going to speak. Remember, the word is near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. It's the word of faith which we preach or which we proclaim or which we say, which is what we say when we're faced with situations and circumstances. When the adversary is shooting his, his arrows at us and you got your shield of faith, you and you pull the trigger every time you oh, the word of God says and then you get a result. You take out the adversary and that word goes even deeper into your heart. It says the word, the adversary is going to come and he's going to bring these things against you on account of the word. And once you, it, he, it causes you to stumble. It causes you and you become, because of the afflictions and persecution is set to cause you to become offended. And when you become offended, what do you do? You repel against him. You distrust him. You desert him. And you will, you will no longer trust him or obey him. And you begin to fall away. So what is an affliction? An affliction is when pressure or trouble or distress comes against you. Well, Apostle, what's a great example of that? Turn with me over to Mark chapter 4, verse number 35. I'm going to give you three points here, and this is how we're going to close. Point number one, how the adversary uses strategies to try to take you out and cause you to fall away. Now, if I had a title for this message, the title of this message is, It's a Setup. He's setting you up. Adversary setting you up. First, first weapon he's going to use against you is affliction. Afflictions in Mark chapter 4 verse 35 is like this. It says, on the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, talking about the disciples, he says, let us cross over to the other side. And now when they had left the multitude, they took him, talking about Jesus, along in a boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. What was the first thing that came? Jesus said, let us go over to the other side. So the word went out for first. They got in the boat. They heard the word. They received the word. They believed the word. So what are they doing? They're acting out on what it is that Jesus said to them. And what happened as soon as they began to act out on what it is that the, the word says. It says a great windstorm arose and waves beat into the ship. 
so that it was already filling. So as soon as they heard the word and they begin to act out on it, then all of a sudden a storm comes. And then all these waves start coming. And then all, you know, this is beginning to fill up the boat. Now, but Jesus, he, he gave the word. He knew the word. So what was Jesus doing? It says he was asleep on a pillow. You ever felt like you've been in a situation or circumstance and you talking to the Lord and it seems like he is asleep. <laughs> but he's not but this is what he says and they talking about the disciples they awoke him and they and so and said to him teacher do you not care we are perishing in other words jesus don't you even care i mean man don't you see what's going on and and and, and you told you the one that gave us the word and told us to go to the other side and we doing what it is you said and all this stuff is going on and you gonna sleep in the midst of my test trial and tribulation man what's up that's what the same thing it was one in mark 24 they've been out all these people coming up against me and i'm going through all this because of you man you supposed to be the man you supposed to have all this power Psh, man i'm out but what did jesus say he says this, it says this, he says, then he arose and he rebuked, he used his weapon and he pulled the trigger. He rebuked the wind and the sea. How did he rebuke the wind and the sea? This is what he did. Peace be still. He used words that was in his mouth. And when he the adversary was throwing all these fiery darts. You're going to die. You're going to drown. You're going to die to the disciples. Jesus rose up, said, this is what you do. He rose up. He locked and loaded because he had on his, he had his 12 gauge and he pulled the trigger of the words out of his mouth. And he said, storm, be still, peace, be still. And what happened? The winds ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful why are you afraid how is it that you have no faith i literally jesus is talking about the pearl but we was just talking about i literally just taught you how that if you say unto this mountain mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and doubt not in your heart it will obey you in other words i've given you my authority and when you use the authority i've given you in my name it will obey you if you say it out of your mouth because you believe it in your heart. You say it out of your mouth because you believe in your heart. But if you don't have any word in your heart, the only thing that's going to come out of your heart, our only thing that's going to come out of your mouth is what you have sown into your heart, whether that's fear, doubt, unbelief, whatever the case may be. That's how the adversary tried to get him with afflictions. The second thing he tried to get them with, Get, will try to come against you with is offense. What does offense mean? Offense means that you got snared. You are entrapped. How did it, how did this happen? It happened again with some of Jesus' disciples. Turn with me over to John chapter six, verse number sixty, and it says this. It says, therefore, uh, many of Jesus' disciples, when they heard the word he was sharing, he says, this is a hard saying, and who can understand it? So when Jesus knew it himself, his disciples were complaining about this. He said to them, does this offend you or this cause you to be stumbled or does this cause you to desert me or does this cause you to repel or does this cause you to distrust me? He says, he says, what then if you should see the son of man ascend when he is where he was before? 
It is the spirit who gives life. He says, the flesh profits nothing. He goes on and says, the words that I speak, the words that we're speaking, when you're sharing the word of God, it's the words that we're speaking. Those words are what? They are spirit and they are life. When we're speaking to you, it is spirit and it brings about life. He goes on and says, he says, but there are some of you who do not believe it. He says, for Jesus knew from the very beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, therefore, I said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my father. He says, from that time on, because of what it, the word of Jesus has spoken, because what had been said, even I know that sometimes I've spoken, I've given a word that God gave me to give and people have become offended or they stumbled or they became trapped and they begin to repel and they begin to distrust and they begin to desert. And this is what Jesus says. It says, and from this time, many of his disciples, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. They followed him no more because they became offended at what it is he says. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, whoa, 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 whoa. hold man. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I was tripping. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, Jesus turned to his other disciples and says, are you going to go with him? And that's our attitude. Man, I have a responsibility. We talked about this last. I have a charge to keep. And I got to preach the word in season, out of season, whether it's popular, unpopular, whether you want to hear it, you don't want to hear it. I have a responsibility before Almighty God to give you the word. And some people will get offended. And they'll say, I'm not going to listen to that mess no more. And I don't want to believe it. And the adversary has you in his crosshairs. And he's just waiting on you to step away from behind your shield of faith. So when he fires that dart at you because you're no longer covered, because you took yourself out of position and then that thought shoots in your heart and you become like Judas Iscariot and you 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 take the bait when you become offended you have taken the bait and his whole goal is to get you to fall away from the one you should be trusted in and the last one persecution Jesus said persecution is going to come what is persecution that's when people are vexing you, are afflicting you, or they're harassing you, you know, with unjust punishment or penalties uh, for supposed offenses. That's when, when, when dignity, when politicians start trying to put, you know, eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents in to try to audit your, uh, to see if you messed up, so they'll have a reason to accuse you. That's when other people, you tell them what it is you believe, and they call you uh, a knuckle-dragging knuckle knuckle Neanderthal. You know, you're, you're regressive. They're calling themselves progressive, but you guys are regressive. Jesus said, you have to go forth with boldness. And this is what he said in Matthew chapter 10. He says this in verse number one. He says, and when he, talking about Jesus, called his disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal and to of all uh, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases and he says as you go preach saying the kingdom of God is at hand God's way of doing things is at hand he says so heal the sick cleanse the leper raise the dead cast out demons freely it has been given to you freely 
give. Now, here's where the persecution comes in. He says this in verse 16. He says this. He says, Behold, I send you out as sheep into the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and subtle or harmless as doves. Be aware, be, but beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues and in their street and in their courthouses and in your house and in your universities they will come against you and you will be brought before governors and kings for my name's sake and he says and as a testimony to them and to the gentiles he says but when they deliver you up do not worry about what you are to say or what you are to speak for it will be given to you in that very hour what you should say for it is not you who's going to speak but it's going to be the father by the holy spirit who's going to speak in you he says now your brother will deliver you up his brother to death and your his father his child and children will rise up against their parents. And he says, and they will cause them to be put to death. And he says, and you will be hated or persecuted for by all for my name's sake. Isn't that what we started off with? People are going to come against you. Affliction is going to come against you. Tribulation is going to come against you. Persecution is going to come against you for the words because of the word. It's going to come against you because of the word and for Jesus' name. And he says this, he says, but he or she who endures to the end will be saved, healed, set free, delivered, and made whole. He says, when they persecute you in one city, flee to another. For surely I say to you, you will not have gone through all the land before the Son of Man comes. What are we saying? It's a setup. The adversary is going to set up. When you get the word of God, the adversary is going to set up opportunities for you to have affliction. Or where you're going to have problems or, or tests and trials is going to come against you. Or he's going to set up opportunity for you to become offended. So you can get offended by what it is that someone says to you according to the word. To, so you can get snared and you will stumble. He says, and the last thing he will try to come against you, he will persecute you. He will have people come against you. And they will say all kind of things against you. <clears throat> and they will speak harsh things about you. And th their whole goal is to get you to quit and get you to fall away. We refuse to do that. Make a decision to refuse to do that. My, I got my, my, my nephew's shirt on East, Easton Strong. And the adversary's been trying to come against him with sickness and disease in his body. And we've been bombarding him. The adversary with the word and he's going through He's got a procedure he's going through and we're firing, firing bullets at the adversary. Every time he's saying he's going to go through this, he's going to go through that, he's going to go through this. We just like, no, -uh. Easton should live and not die. And he'll declare the words of the Lord. The way he came about uh, uh, this Easton strong is he heard it in a podcast one day about being strong in the Lord and the power is my and my little cousin, my little nephew, heard this word being preached, and he said, I'm Easton Strong, just like my Uncle Milton. And I'm like, glory to God. You mean a child can get it? It's so simple. A child can get it. And if a child can get it, then you can get it. The adversary is trying to set you up. But God has shown you these are the three ways he's going to try to come at you. Every 
single time. Every time you hear the word of God preached, he's going to try to come at you those three ways. But now that you know, and now that you know you have a shield of faith, and now you know how to build up your faith, and now you know that your tongue, your tongue is like a like a shotgun. And every time you put lock and load with the word of God and you speak the word of God back to that situation, the circumstance, it's like you pull the trigger, pull, pull the trigger, pull the trigger. But you got to get the word in so you can be able to get the word out. Remember, the word is near you in your heart as in your mouth. It's the word of faith which we preach. It's also how you enter back into a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you never, 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 never entered into a relationship with him, or you did when you was a little kid, or you did and you backslid, or you did and you fell away and you know you haven't been living right, man, let's let's get it set up right now. Let's go ahead and turn that situation around right now. Just like my nephew, be Easton strong. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Pray this prayer with me. Get back in right relationship. Get back in right position right now in the name of Jesus. Say this with me. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart, save me now. I repent of sin. I turn from it now. Jesus, you are the head of my life. I receive salvation. I receive healing. I receive deliverance. I receive wholeness. Right now, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and glory to God. Man, if that if you pray that prayer for the very first time, man, we want to welcome you, welcome you, welcome you, welcome you back into the kingdom. Welcome you back into right standing with God. Man, what do you do next? Now that you're born again, you know what you got to do? You got to get into a word-based church that teaches you about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but also teaches you about the kingdom of God and how to operate according to the love of God. Man, Ignite Depot is such a place. We teach you about the love of God, the kingdom of God, about what Jesus did for you on the cross, and give you uh, practical, relevant messages to help you live your best life yet. Now, you can join us here every Saturday at 6 p.m. online here every Saturday at 6 p.m. And we're, we'll walk you line upon line, precept upon precept, according to the word of God. Now, if you can't catch us on Saturday, man, catch us on Thursday. Thursday at 6 p.m. We'll rebroadcast the same message back to you so you can do what we said. And remember, uh, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and also by hearing and hearing the word of God. And we also have a podcast, Ignite to Life. That's a light, Ignite, the number two life podcast where you'll be able to hear this message and all our other messages and we also have a daily broadcast a new one that just came out called fresh steps for you fresh steps for you where our goal each time is to feed you with knowledge and understanding so you can order your life order your steps according to the word of god so you can live your best life yet now on behalf of pastor juin and myself, and the entire Night Nation. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye.